part two of The Big Fat Totally Bonkers Diary of Pig by Emma Stamp, read by Miss Critchley. Hey guys, um, if you want to read along with me, I'm starting on page 35. Okay, right, let's begin. Worry day. Hello, I is so tired. I hasn't slept one wink. I is very glad it's morning though, so I can tell someone about what happened. Kiki had no idea what the evil chickens was, so me and Duck filled him in. We told him how horrible they were, how they used to live in a shed next to mine, how I used to fart into into it to pay them back for being so nasty. We told him how, one day, they tricked me into flying to Pluto in the rocket they had built, and how when I finally got back, Dot and me got our revenge by rocketing their shed into space with them and my old farmer, who wanted to chip-chop me up and eat me, inside. And you think these hideous chickens are back? He asks when we has finished. That they came into your shed last night whilst you, we were sleeping? Well, yes, sort of, I says. Gee, I so told you so, he says, fanning his face with his wings, getting all overexcited. Your slop said something but totally terrible was going to happen. They must have meant this. Honestly, you two, says Duck, you're as crazy as each other. We sent the evil chickens into space. We saw them go. There was no steering wheel in their shed. There is no way they could have turned it around and come back down to earth. What is a lot more possible is that Mrs Jingle Jangle's funny new slops gave you some strange dreams. But I didn't feel like a dream. I protest. It felt very real. We all have dreams that feel real sometimes. I had one the other day where I grew huge wings as big as an eagle's and instead of my head I had cows. I tried to fly but my cow head was just too heavy. I was just flapping my wings as fast as I could but I just couldn't leave the ground. I woke up actually flapping my wings. It all felt so real but of course it wasn't. It was just a silly dream, says Duck. Wow. How can he call me and Kiki crazy when he has dreams like that? Come on, he says. Let's go and find Cow and see if she wants a game of where's walk. That'll keep your mind off this silly nonsense. I can tell Kiki is just as worried as I is. He even comes and plays where's walk with us just so he can keep an eye on me. I tries my hardest to enjoy it, but wherever I look, my silly brain makes me see the super evil chicken. I looks under the big flower pot. There it is, smiling back at me. I lifts up the wheelbarrow. There it is, waving. It's even there when I peers into the big tank what Mr and Mrs Sandell collects the rainwater in to water their veggies with. Its evil reflection stares back at me and winks. I get so freaked out by this that I makes an excuse about feeling overtired and goes back to my shed for a lie down. I hear Kiki and Duck carry on the search for Cow without me. Finally, they find her hiding behind the pointy arrow thing on the top of the barn. What tells you which way the wind is blowing? I closes my eyes and tries to sleep, but even though I is super tired, I just can't. The super evil chicken's face is always there, staring straight back at me. It's like its face is painted on the inside of my eyelids. It's horrible. I really, really, really want Duck to be right about us both being silly. Normally, I would want him to be wrong, but not this time. Trauma Mon. Hello! Duck was right. 
I was wrong to think the evil chickens was about back and about to do something bad. They hasn't done anything terrible. I has. I've done something far, far worse and more evil than they ever could. I is now the evil one. I is evil pig. I was so tired from not sleeping the night before that by the time I went to bed, I was totally exhausted. Kiki made himself into the biggest, softest pillow, which made sleeping easier than ever. Just before sunrise, I starts to have this dream about the biggest turnip ever. It's a super ginormous whopper. When I bites into it, it's more juicy than any turnip I has ever tasted. All nice and mushy. My dream tummy is super happy. Yum, yum, yum. I is just about to take a final bite when I gets this funny feeling in my mouth. It feels like it is full of something dry and tickly, like feathers. It's horrible. I starts to cough so much that I wakes myself up. I feels my straw bedding pressing against my cheek. Oh, that's funny, I thinks, as I let out another splutter. Where's my kiki pillow gone? I lifts my head to look for him and chokes again. Feathers, real ones, not dream ones, puffs out of my mouth. I looks down at them. They is the same colour as Kiki's. Why is I spitting out his feathers? I calls out his name, but I gets no reply. He's not here. I calls out louder, but still nothing. Mrs Jingle Jungle's voice suddenly pops into my head. You're like a hoover. It says, you'd gobble up anything and everything. A terrible thought crosses my mind. It sends a cold tingle all the way down my back. What if I have, by mistake, in my sleep, eaten Kiki? What if I can't see him because he is inside my tummy? No, no, surely not. I can't have. That would be impossible. Pigs only eat veggies. I would never eat another animal. I must be mistaken. He must have got up super early and gone to see Mrs Jingle Jangle. I runs over to her van and I calls out his name. Kiki! Kiki! Are you in there? Mrs Jingle Jangle opens the door and looks down at me. She's clearly only just woken up. Her crazy hair looks even more crazy and she is still wearing her farmer night clothes. She rubs her eyes and blinks. I sneezes. Some more feathers puffs out of my mouth. Mrs Jingle Jangle lets out a scream. I tries to push past her and peek inside her van. I can't see Kiki in there. Get back! Get back! She cries, pushing me out of the door. She doesn't even bother putting on her jingly jangly sandals. She runs straight across the yard to my shed in her bare feet. She looks all around it for Kiki. I tries to tell her he's not here. But of course, Mrs Jingle Jangle doesn't understand, Pig. Moonstone! Moonstone! She cries out as she runs across the yard. Kiki! Kiki! I cries, running around like a mad pig after her. All the shouting wakes up Duck, who comes paddling across his pond to see what is going on. Before he can even ask, Mrs Jingle Jangle stops calling for Moonstone and turns to me. Her face suddenly doesn't look so kind. It looks very angry and very upset. She points her finger at me and says something in Farmer. Her lovely soft voice doesn't sound soft anymore. What on earth? says Duck, looking very confused. She, she says, she thinks you've eaten Kiki.
I, I, I stutters. To begin with, I is too scared to even say the words, but then they tumbles out all at once. I, I think she might be right. Last night I dreamt I was eating the biggest, juiciest turnip ever. It was so delicious. But when I woke up, my mouth was full of feathers. Kiki's feathers and he wasn't in my house and he isn't in Mrs Jingle Jangle's van and he isn't in the yard and <coughs> I coughs and another feather comes out it lands at Doug's feet it's one of Kiki's tail feathers I thinks I has but my mistake gobbled him up in my sleep I can see Duck is having a job to take this all in. His beak opens, but no words come out. Piglica, shouts Cow from her shed. I had no idea she was listening in too. Cow has a habit of getting her words in pig all muddled up. I'm sure she doesn't mean liquor. Oh, she means killer. A pig killer. A pillar. For the first time I has made up a name. I doesn't find it funny at all. Our shouting must have woken up the sheeps too, because I hears them shouting from their field. Carnivore! I looked at Doug for some sort of translation. This is not a word I has ever heard. He tells me it means I loves to eat meat. I feel sick. Sick all the way from my nose to my tail. How could I have done such a thing? How could I eat a friend? How could I have turned into a carnivore? I doesn't know whether to cry or scream, so I does both. I makes this terrible wailing sound. I feel so confused and strange. I doesn't know what to do. I runs back into my house and throws myself onto the straw. I screams and cries all at once, thumping my trotters into the ground. Mrs Jingle Jangle rushes over, slams my door and locks it. I doesn't blame her. I would lock me up too. I looks up at her, tears running down my face, snot pouring out of my nose, and I thinks I, I is drooling too. Mrs Jingle Jangle looks terrified. Doc comes in and tries to calm me down. Get out! I shout. I can't be trusted. I might eat you too. Get out! Get out! The last thing I want to do by mistake is eat my best friend. I know you, pig. You're not going to eat me says Duck calmly. I don't believe you've eaten Kiki either. Something very strange is going on here and I'm determined to get to the bottom of it. This all smells very fishy to me. I sniffs the air. I can't smell fish. Duck is going mad, just like me. I sits down and I sobs and I sobs and I sobs and I sobs. I want to lie down and sleep and pretend like it all never happened, but I can't. All my tears are dribbling, has made my bed too wet. Shocker noon. Hello, I feels terrible and I is sure I looks terrible too. I have spent most of the morning crying. My face feels all swollen and puffy. Mrs Jingle Jangle doesn't bring me any lunch. Why would she? She thinks I ate Kiki. This doesn't bother me. I isn't hungry. I guess his Kiki really has filled me up. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Just the thought of what I has done makes me start to shake. Once I start, I can't stop. 
Mrs. Jingle Jangle does come over and see me, though. She brings a big book with her. Uh-oh. I hear ducks say from the outside my shed. Uh, the, the scientific encyclopedia of animal diseases. I wonder if he has been sitting outside all along. She takes a good look at my dribbling, snot-covered face and shaking body and starts flipping through the book. She stops on a page near the middle and reads it quietly to herself. I hear her mutter some odd-sounding farmer. Farmer words. Mucus, dribbling and fever. When she is finished, she looks even more frightened than she was earlier. Ah! She cries. Swiney flu! She slams the book shut and runs back into her van. Swine flu, says Duck, popping his head into my shed. She thinks you have swine flu. Really? This is all getting very, very silly. How has I caught swiney flu? I asks. Is it like workaholism? Did I get it from the sandals? Does it make you eat your friends? No, it's nothing like what the sandals have. No, it doesn't make you eat your friends. And most importantly, no, you don't have it. He says, you aren't ill. There's nothing wrong with you. You didn't eat Kiki. Like I said before, something very strange is going on here. Ask yourself this. Could you taste anything funny in your mouth this morning apart from feathers? Cast your mind back. Think. I tries to remember. My mind is such a muddle. It's hard. I think I just tasted turnip. I says, but I really can't be sure. Maybe turkeys taste a bit the same. Turkeys do not taste like turnips, says Doug. I can tell he is starting to get cross, though I is not sure if it is with me. I thinks it's with the pickle I is in. I don't understand. How could I have not eaten him? I asks. I so want Duck to be right about all of this, but I just can't see how. Because, Pig, I think you've been set uh, But before he can finish, his voice is drowned out by a loud siren. I peers out through the bars on my gate to see where it is coming from. Into the yard screeches a white van. The van is smaller than Mrs Jingle Jangle's and it doesn't have pretty patterns painted down the sides. It has five farmer letters. D-E-F-R-A. It has one small window. But instead of curtains, it has metal bars and on its roof, it has a blue flashing light. Its doors burst open and two farmers steps out. Well, I think they is farmers. They could also be space aliens, but I don't think space aliens drive farmer vans. They is wearing large white suits, what covers their whole bodies, white wellies, white gloves, and these odd helmets on their heads, what look like buckets with special windows cut into them so they can see out. Where their noses should be, they has those big black circles, what makes a loud hissing noise when they breathe. All I can really see of their faces is their eyes. They doesn't look friendly. One is big and tall and one is much smaller and more round. 
Mrs. Jingle Jangle comes rushing out and points them towards my shed. The big one is carrying a strange head collar what has lots of looping straps dangling off it. The little one is carrying a long black stick. They walks over to my house and unbolts my door. When they talk, their special helmets make them sound like they is hissing like snakes. They sounds just as evil as they looks. They opens their arms and walks towards me, forcing me into the corner of my house. The small one presses a button on the side of his stick. Little bolts of blue light flies out of the end of it. It makes a nasty electric buzzing noise. He pointed at me. What is happening? What's happening? I calls out in a panic. Who are these odd farmers? I can tell they must be super bad because Duck is attacking the big ones' wellies, trying to stop them getting any closer. Defra says Duck, dodging a kick. Defra, I says, finding it hard to hear him over there hissing. You might well call them that, says Duck. This is bad, pig. Mrs. Jingle Jangle must have told them you have swine flu. They've come to take you away. Take me away? No, no, they can't. They can't. This is my home. I screams. But then. A big thought hits me. If I is a carnivore and stays here, I may, might eat more of my friends. Wouldn't everyone be safer if I wasn't around? Before I, I has time to think this thought through, Big Deathra lunges at me and throws his arm around my neck. He squeezes so hard I can't breathe. I feels my eyes bulge. With his other arm, he takes a strappy head collar and roughly pulls it over my head. He lets go of my neck and tightens the straps around my head. He attaches a lead to it and gives it a hard tug. It pulls me forward. I loses my balance and falls over. He continues pulling if I tries to stand up, but I loses my balance and falls over again. Little Deathra jabs my head with the electric stick. I manages to move out of the way just in time. I hear it crackle and snap as it passes my ear. Big Deathra doesn't even wait for me to get up. He just drags me across the yard on my side. My side. I won't let this happen to you, says Duck, running along beside me. I won't, Pig. I promise. I'll do everything to save you. Save me from what? I want to ask, but my mouth is clamped too tightly. Cow rushes out of her her shed, snorting and looking very mad. Steams comes out of her nose. She pounds the ground with her front hoof. Little Deathra lunges towards her with the electric stick. She backs away. I hears her cry as I is roughly bundled into the back of the van. Just before the door slams shut, I glimpses Mrs. Jingle Jangle's face. She looks upset and angry all at once. The door is slammed shut. The engine roars and we speeds off. I manages to pick myself off the up off the floor just in time to get my last glimpse of the farm through the small back window. I see Mrs. Jingle Jangle, cow, the sheep's, and duck all vanish into the distance. I has a horrible feeling that it will be the last time I will ever be seeing my friends. And thanks to this stupid collar thing holding my mouth shut, I didn't even get to say goodbye.